Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. If you are looking for inspiration, you're in the right place. Todd Saylor um, joins us today. He brings a lot of energy, a lot of emotion, a lot of passion. He gets emotional on the show a couple times. Um, we talk about how when he was 24, 25, he hit rock bottom financially, relationship-wise, mental health-wise. And he certainly had some uh, some other, a lot of other ups and downs over the, the next, the ensuing decades, both professionally and personally. It's uh, jam-packed with inspiration, a lot of uh, scripture and a lot of, um, <clears throat> he doesn't shy away from the, the religious and the, the Christian based uh, discussion points for sure. Um, it's a, it's a really good episode. Todd's a guy who he is a, an entrepreneur, a coach, a visionary. He's a, a got a, re, a retreat coming up. He's an author. He's got a, a series of books in the uh, Wired Differently series. His latest is called Your Will Be Done. Um, like I said, a ton of passion, business coach, um, speaker, author. Uh, he's been through a lot of different things. We talk a lot about his his uh, father's donut business, which is a really fun one, how he ended up, Todd ended up rescuing the, the company a few years ago and turning it around uh, after near bankruptcy. So this is this is a fun one. It's passionate. It's uh, it's hard to listen to this episode and not walk away inspired. I know you're going to love it. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. All right, here's the deal. You work hard for your money. Isn't it about time you put your money to work for you? If you are an accredited investor, check out labradorlending.com. Our Integrity Income Fund provides monthly cash flow from an investment backed by hard physical real estate. Our income fund, which is uncorrelated to publicly traded stocks and bonds, invests in first lien mortgage notes diversified by geography, property value, and borrower type. So you're not investing in one project. You're investing in a diversified portfolio of first lien mortgage notes. Our Integrity Income Fund aims to pay its investors monthly distributions at a preferred rate of return of 8% annually. Possibly the best part, though, the fund showcases a short 12-month commitment. So you can invest your capital today and have access to that capital in one year. Check it out today, labradorlending.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm pumped today to have with us Todd Saylor of Wired Differently. Todd, how are you doing today? 
Oh, Jamie, man. Listen, I'm super excited. We had a little bit of time before the show. And I got to tell you, uh, Don, I'm, I'm pushing like 20 podcasts on this podcast tour. And I, your podcast is so genuine. I find uh, a comfort actually just in your voice. So I'm I'm super <laughs> excited about this. I might turn up the volume awesome. a little bit if it's okay. But uh, let's see. We, we got some work to do here. Let's get it on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> There we go. All right. You're bringing the energy. I love it. Oh, yeah. So for the listener, Todd, you are an entrepreneur, CEO, speaker, business coach, philanthropist, leader, visionary, author. I know you've My, got... Stop! <laughs> you've got three three books. You have a, a the newest book called Your Will Be Done, and we'll get into your books later. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time and, and stopping by. I'm I'm excited to jump in. So uh, for the listener who's unfamiliar with you or or you know not overly familiar with you, what are you up to today? Oh, geez, listen, we've got a lot going on. I I know we have some things we want to go through in the show, but yeah, that's a loaded question. So I literally, I'm actually making a movie right now, a major motion picture. Oh. Uh, the Tiger That's in awesome. Us. Everyone's crazy wants to see what that is. TheTigerInUs.com. You can see that trailer. It's a, a beautiful movie about a son and a father. It's more of a love of love story than anything. And the father's quest to break the world win streak record in high school football, as well as preparing these men for war, all set in the 1970s. Well, the movie is literally a real movie. It's going to be a major motion picture, but it's about my father. Right? Huh. It's about wow. Okay. My love for my father and what he went through in the 1970s as he did aspire to break the national win streak record and do all that. So that's one of the top things on my mind. So I'm writing the book right now as we speak, The Tiger in Us. I just released this book here, Your Will Be Done, where I just poured my heart and soul into this third book of the Wired Differently series. And um, I really appreciate you asking this question. Yeah, Um, This book is a, a beautiful book about mindset and more importantly how we triangulate god's will and our will to actually aspire and to gain the things in this world that we're in here now i talk about us being misfits i talk about how us uh we can we can do these things through understanding our mind framing and certainly and foremost understanding how we bring god into that so it's a great great book yeah Uh, absolutely hut event it's coming up October 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. I'm sorry, that's a lie. November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th uh, at the uh, Zoto Resort at Longboat Key. It's a beautiful resort in Florida where we have uh, entrepreneurs, business entrepreneurs come out, and I train them for four days at a resort. It's the vacation that pays for itself. And most currently, uh, October 3, 4, and 5, since you asked, Jamie, we have yeah. a live free virtual event. If this airs before that, man, I want you yeah. on this free live virtual event. Uh, unconventional awesome. brilliance. And we talk about the $31 million um, success formula. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. So I can't wait to have that. Done. So those are the things awesome. that I talk yeah yeah absolutely you got it. so you you don't have anything going on got it you just you're just hanging out just <laughs> i'm kidding yeah that's awesome that's a that's that's a lot that's you're clearly bringing bring a lot of value in it in a lot of different different avenues um we'll, we could talk more in depth about that in, in a little bit um let's jump into your backstory Obviously, so from adversity to abundance, we're speaking to entrepreneurs or people who may have a side hustle or they want to become an entrepreneur. They're thinking about it, small business owner. Um, and you know what we're trying to trying to really kind of peel back the onion on is is some personal adversity that you, Todd, have been through, whether that's health, relationship, financial, spiritual, um, and take some lessons and, you know, we're not trying to make anybody cry on the show or anything like that, but we're trying to keep it real and and get a little vulnerable here. And that way we can benefit the listener. So the listener understands, look, we all go through hard times. Life is not always easy and you're going to face additional adversity. You are, I am, we all are. So if we can kind of come together and understand that, you know, mindset is critical that's obviously something that's gonna i would guess is gonna come out of this episode um you know but the the goal here is for us to learn from you todd and from your story and be moved and inspired but also benefit practically um you know from from what you have to to offer so let's jump back where do you want to start in your backstory 
Oh, my goodness. Well, I think we would start from my first book, which basically adversity inspired the first book. The first book is just titled Wired Differently. And you yeah. have that book. And yeah. I actually originally wrote that book to create uh, an archive of this whole idea of um, adversity to abundance. So the book is a beautiful book. And I was writing it for my children and my children's children. Um, and as I got into the book, I realized this is this is pretty good. And I think that people need to hear about this comeback or this adversity. And you think about, you know, one of the things you said to me early on is, you know, you know, if you have a story in adversity of faith, or you have a story of adversity or financial, you have a story of adversity of health, you have a story of adversity in, in, in relationships. I'm like, dude, we all have adversity in every one of these buckets, right? And I know this Absolutely. is your show, but I know you know that answer, but listen, <laughs> I, I, if I had to pick one that hurt yeah. me the most, I'd have a hard time. Because I, at, at any point in my life, I can tell you what I learned from any one of these adversities. You know, the freshest one is always financial. Freshest. Okay. Okay. Because I people like us, wired differently, people are constantly putting ourselves in these positions to be burdened. We're always putting ourselves in these positions to, you know, have adversity. Yeah. But the th the thing that I would tell you from my first get from jump would probably be financial. Okay, and it's how financial uh, drives literally everything. Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. it's 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 critically important. So let's get, you know let's get a little bit little bit specific as far as your your own personal financial yeah. adversity. If you're okay with that, I, I have no problems with it. Uh, back in back in the eighties, out of out of college, I graduated from Manchester University at a you know, it's a, an interesting thing. I was a standout a Hall of Fame a wide receiver at Manchester University. And I actually had pro trials and things of that nature. So you, your mind nice. is one place in college, right? And you're yeah. like, yeah, you you, feel, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but you're like everything. Yeah. You, people are around you and they they want to be around you and you're only 20 years old. And can you imagine these kids now making 20, you know, three to five million dollars in college to play college and movie deals and book deals and professionals yeah. walking around campus, 18, 19, 20 years old. But back then we didn't have the NILs, but we, we, but you, you were built up, right? Sure. And so I left college. Yeah. Well, so when I left college, I figured, oh man, I got to get a job, right? I got to figure this thing out. And you couldn't go back home back in the day. You're not like, Hey dad, <laughs> first right, of all, you right. can't even get a hold of your parents unless you had a <laughs> or something right 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 and, and if, yeah. if you did have a pay phone you'd have to be hope that they were near a phone to answer the phone i'm like you yeah you were communicating with your parents but yeah if i can just jump jump in real fast because uh, i think what you're saying with is basically your identity correct me if i'm wrong i don't want to put words in your mouth but you because <laughs> i can relate to this on some level as well um i was a college lacrosse player you know pretty successful and you know, back in the day, right? And and it, now, nowadays, you know, nobody cares, right? But at, at that point, I was, you know, we were number one. We were number. Yeah, Todd, you care, right? That's why we're recording this podcast, so you can. <laughs> but but you know, but the fact is, like, you know, all of a sudden that that's over, and your identity is wrapped up in that, right? So that's who you were. You were a wide receiver. That's you got. You were. It sounds like. You know, you got a lot of attention and had a lot of success really? with your ability to perform on the field, and then, and then now what? Right? It, it's all of a sudden you got to reinvent yourself. So, so what did you do at that point? Well, that really was the setup. So you you move into life and you're trying to figure out how you're going to kind of keep this level of identity or like you're putting it at identity. But I ended up yeah. falling in love with a, a, a my actually my wife. Now we've been together over forty years, and so that's I mean, if there's that's anyone. Awesome. I would share with you is of, of the abundance it would be uh, with my wife. It hasn't always been easy. And I think we're going to touch on this idea. Yeah. So when I get through college and I decide I've got to make a living, I realized that I changed my major to business because the teachers weren't making any money. And <laughs> she was an right. accountant. I'm like, I'm not going to make less money than her. Right. So I had to figure <laughs> out a way. So anyways, long story short, I left school. I got a job at Taco Bell, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, 
corporate fast track program. I didn't like that. I did it for a year. Then I went into the donut business. So what you need to understand is I, I grew up a donut maker. So my craft is donut making. I literally mm-hmm. own 16 companies right now. And one of them now, after 2018, I purchased my father's business out of uh, basically a bankruptcy and revived it. And now we are the donut capital of the world, but I digress. So if you donut <laughs> capital of the world, Google that baby right now and you'll see us. <laughs> so anyways, you go through this, you, I want to marry this woman. I got to find a job and we get through all this. And in my, in, in my aggressive nature, I'm forcing all this. I get married and I push this donut business and we go through the donut business for maybe some three years. And at the end of three years, let's just make this a short story. I'll lose everything. I didn't have a much, but I had four locations. I had a baby on the way and things were moving through time. And, you know, I'm 25 years old now mm-hmm. and I got a beautiful wife who's looking at me and like, man, you used to be a big deal. Now we mm-hmm. have no money, right? Now we have yeah. literally no hope. We have not, not a lot going on. So we move through yeah. all that. And then all of a sudden what happens is this financial thing this what this this big thing, and I'm I'm just I want everyone to follow me right here because here's 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 the cascade. Hmm. It was just financial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it turned into health because then it became mental. Mm-hmm. So what was what was what was a adversity just financial right. then turned into your health because your yeah. mental health started to suffer, right? So now it's financial, Absolutely. now it's health. Right. And then that what happens then after that? Let me right? guess. Let me guess. Relationship. Yep. You got it. Yep. Relationship, right. And so you don't just get one of these at a time, brother. You get right. them all. It's all yeah. you, know, it's, so you, you turn yeah. on financial, then you turn on uh, uh, mental and then you turn mm-hmm. on relationship. And then if you have God in your life, oh, my goodness, if you don't turn to him, then your spiritual crisis occurs. Mm. So, so, and I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, it's all related. There's, you know, certainly not compartmented at all. Um, so, and we don't need to, you know, kind of look back and beat you up too much about what you did wrong, but just for the listener, what, what actually went wrong or was it circumstances? What, 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 what led to it? Yeah. What happened in there is uh, I was young and I was too aggressive and I, I took somebody's advice to grow and he ended up mm-hmm. stealing the money and left oh, wow. me there with buildings and all this debt and a, wow. a baby in a crib and a wife that was wonderful wife, but I was yeah. really in a bad spot. And so sure. interestingly enough, I write about it in my first book. I was in the, mm-hmm. one of my last donut shops and it was about two in the morning and the president of my ex uh, university, Manchester University rolled up there at two in the morning for some reason, the craziest thing ever. And he, he says, mm-hmm. how you doing? And I've got flour all over me, you know, and I'm feeling like complete crap because I know mm-hmm. I've lost everything. This is going to be gone. Everything's going to be gone. And I, I and here I am. I'm scoring touchdowns, having pro mm-hmm. trial, having all this stuff going on. And he, this guy rolls up and sees me in an apron, mm-hmm. flour, mm-hmm. tells I'm not in a good mental spot. And I said, great. Everything's going great. <laughs> and then I, right. I just remember going back into the kitchen and think, no, I'm going to go back out there and talk to him. And I, I told him, I said, I'm on the brink of losing my marriage of four years. I'm on the brink mm-hmm. of losing everything I have here. This is what has happened. This is how I got took advantage of. It was my fault. I didn't read the mm-hmm. fine print. Mm-hmm. He says, man, I said, Hey, I said, yeah, I, I'm in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. He says, you know what? Let me, let me, let me call you tomorrow. So he he goes home. The next day passes. I think it was the following day. He calls me. And he says, hey, you know what, Todd? I just want to let you know it was nice seeing you. And I got to tell you, I want you to understand how proud I am of you. That you didn't <laughs> expect to hear that at that at that moment, right? And, you know, and I didn't know what. And I, and I said, you know, <clears throat> why? He said, because you told me the truth. You know, <laughs> you, you weren't caught yeah. up in your pride. You know, mm-hmm. you weren't still on the football. But you, you were like, you have a child, you have a future. You have, you, he says, yeah. I made a phone call for you and I called Barnes and Thornburg, the number one attorney counsel in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I said, you did. He goes, yeah, I want you to call this man right here. Um, so I called him the next day and um, he said, hi, Todd, how are you? I've heard all about you. I'm super excited. I got four attorneys in here with me right now and we can't <laughs> wait to talk to you. I said, wow. oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh my God. He says, he says, when can you come here? Uh, I got Steve, Jim, Joe, and blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, you know, I, I was 
So I went there the next day and they were all there lined up for me. They said, we understand what you're going through and we're sorry. Can you just tell us your story and how this happened? So I went through how the man took advantage of the lease and the money mm. and set me up. And he says, mm. here's what we're going to do. We are going to file this, do this. We're going to call him. We're going to serve a notice. We're you know, all this stuff. And I'm mm. like, wow, this is, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And we moved on down the road, called them up the next week. They'd served all this. They filed this. They did that. And within 30 days, they had exonerated all my debt. They had moved this guy into a position where he couldn't do anything. Wow. And they put him in place. And so I guess I don't I know. I wasn't prepared for this story, but I just wanted yeah. to share with you. That was the beginning of my adversity. But honestly, I want to tell you, I got myself in a lot more trouble after that. But the point of the matter is, is that like, like God is so super cool. And I think that when we're in adversity, I think we need to understand that there is this thing called karma. There is this thing out there that does come back around. And some of the things that you have done and some of the people that you have taken care of and some of the things that you've done in your past will come to fruition for you. There mm -hmm. is hope, right? I'm just telling you, Jamie, Jamie, there is hope in your restitution. There is there is hope in your abundant recovery. And so mm -hmm. when we went through all that, I remember thinking I went from completely um, being depressed, a marriage on the brink, financial hell, right? In a sure. reputation that would, would, would crucify me from business going forward to, hey, I got this. And so I write about that in the book and then I and I yeah. take it through, and I obviously have to finish. And the people that I did owe money, I went back and paid them. It took me eight years and we moved through that and I never, ever filed bankruptcy. But mm -hmm. that very first moment of being crushed, being in a place where it didn't look like there was any hope has yeah. never, never left me. Has never left me. And, and I got, I got to tell you, Psalms 31, 24, be strong and take heart. All you who hope in the Lord, right? Hope in the Lord. And I, I didn't have that strong faith early on, but now when mm -hmm. I go back as a 59 year old man, and I look at that, this is what hope looks like. This mm -hmm. is what a deliverer looks like. This is what abundance looks like in a mm -hmm. certain state of a color, right? So yeah, that's, no, that's one really of the good. first earliest stories I can tell you about. Yeah. The abundance. No, I appreciate that. And it's, I think you said you were what, 24, 25, 25. That point? 25. So you know, a couple couple years ago, but um, no, and, and and again, we we keep it we keep it real on the show, and and success is not a straight line, you know, up and to the right, right? Everybody's story has ups, downs, twists, turns, and I'm at. It sounds like you had some other some other. I don't want to say rock bottom, but some other low points along the way. I, 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 I would well. tell you, I would tell you that um, I'm not a person that doesn't push the envelope. And later on in life, obviously, I learned from that. And 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 uh, our marriage has been tested. Um, mm -hmm. My aggressive uh, um, attack mode when it comes to business and taking risk mm -hmm. and those things. But, you know, my wife's not a risk taker. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that after, you know, 25 years of that, 30 years of that, there, there is a piece of you, a piece of her, a piece of somebody that's like, how much can I take of a, of a person, this nature, mm -hmm. we had those difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, I would tell you this in my second book, um, drift again, that's one word drift again, capital D R I F T capital A G A I N drift again, great wire. Mm -hmm. word, right. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, my 2003 model PayServe Systems, which is my largest company I own right now. I've poured, my wife and I've poured everything into that. And that has challenged our relationship. That has challenged mm -hmm. our children's relationship with us. It's challenged everything. But I remember year 20, uh, I'm sorry, it's been 25 now. So I would say about year 18, 17, we had worked so hard to get to this position. And um, a piece of software we invested everything into failed literally failed four MBAs, two CPAs. We, we, we rebooted the entire nationwide company and we were on the brink of basically losing everything. And, um, I, I remember, um, crying. I remember, um, praying, crying and praying, um, trying to look strong in front of our employees and, um, you know, until finally it just kind of hit me. It's like, okay, it is what it is. You know, let's go right, take right. it. Out. Let's put the plan together. And so we were able to move that around too. It's just many adversity stories. That yeah, I yeah, love. absolutely. Um, now, a couple of things I want to 
dive into a little bit further. Um, one is, what is it? When do you know, kind of, I guess, when a business really has has failed, if you if you want to put it that way, you know. And, and there's no one size fits all answer. We we know that every every situation is different, but um, you know, most most businesses do fail. Let's be honest, right? So it's not actually a high success rate in the small business world. Um, so how do you know when it's time to just say that that didn't work and we're going to, um, um, it's done. What, what, how did you navigate that situation? Maybe in that 2017, 2018 company or any other business, how do you uh, approach that? Great question. I, and I honestly, I write about it in my second book, it's called your no mass moment. You know, that's Spanish for no more. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's an epic story about Roberto Duran fighting Sugar Ray Leonard and, and uh, Roberto was fighting Sugar Ray and it was a great fight, but Sugar Ray had outperformed uh, Roberto Duran, not only physically, but mentally, more importantly. Mm. And I think Roberto didn't prepare the right way and he might've had too many diuretics or something of that nature. But mm. I just remember where Roberto at, he kind of pulled up his gloves and he just said, I'm done. He said, no mas. And Sugar Ray looked at him and was like, what do you mean? We're out here. You're standing up. You're looking me in the eyes. Let's fight. And mm -hmm. and he said, no mas, no mas, which is Spanish for no more, no more. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't getting pummeled or anything of that nature. He just couldn't go any farther. Mm -hmm. And you dig into the story a little more. It was stomach cramps, leg cramps, all kinds of things. And I think he never said, I quit. He just said, no mas. And so I talk about that in a wire differently vernacular. In our books, we have a glossary of terms. And I think that it's important that as an entrepreneur or a business person, that you are aware that you're going to have a no mas moment. And I think that's it's a special moment that only a CEO or an owner, um, and I say special because it is a special moment. It's a very private moment. It's, you know, man, you make me cry the second time. <laughs> but well. it's, it's one of those things where... Uh, only you know it when you know it. And, yeah. you know, we're going to fight and fight and fight until Roberto finally realizes that if he doesn't take care of his stomach and his mind, mm. we'll never be able to step into the ring again. Mm, that's that's really good. So right. essentially, right. yeah, live another right. live to yeah. fight another day. Right. <laughs> right. At that. But but it's not quitting. It's your no yeah. moment. I mean, it, it quitting would mean, you know, like you just gave up and you didn't have a, a plan. You didn't have any understanding. But I sure. think that in, in, in but but Roberto is an inspirational person to me from that perspective is just like mm. as much as we didn't look at him as a sophisticated fighter. I, I got to tell you, he ends up coming back on the third fight. And they fight a damn near death match to the final second of the final round, right? I mean, it was it was like amazing. Wow. And from a business perspective, it was a financial win for everybody, right? Everybody <laughs> kicks some ass in that one. Yeah, right? that's but, awesome. And I think I think Roberto lost by a like like just like a smidge. But he redeemed sure. his name. He went. He was able to go back into Mexico or Panama, and he was mm -hmm. able to go in and he was able to be a hero and all mm -hmm. those things. And so, how do I know? I, I I wish I could give you a good answer, yeah. but I think it's, it's that point where you know that you're going to hurt your wife, your children, and yeah. you're going to hurt the employees. And yeah. because you know we'll we'll fly the. I can give you another story about a a, a man yeah. I did business with and a PEO, and I remember the company was crashing and I was an executive on the team and I went to him. I said, listen, this is not going to work. We got clients all over the country and, and I feel horrible about this, but maybe we should move our clients and piggyback with another company where we can mm. lick our wounds and figure out our insurance and get our company straight. And I remember him looking at me, Jamie, and he says, you know what, Todd, you're a quitter. Wow. We're going to fly this effort into the wall. And, mm. and I, and I remember that's I was probably 38 years old. I was making probably $900,000 a year of this company. All the clients on this company were mine, right? And I'm mm -hmm. thinking about the client's well-being because they're going to be mm -hmm. left without health insurance, without workers' comp, without leadership. And I'm like, we we got to find them a safe haven. But no, this guy said we're going to fly it in the law. I mean, so some people just don't get that, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I would tell you, when you start to really, really see how much it's going to affect your employees yeah. and their family members is when you got to decide when it's going to be your no-mouse sure. moment. And no, I've been in a that. few of those. 
And, yeah. you know, I've been able to keep those employees, move them into other companies and grow the other companies. Sure. No, that's really good. And again, there is, it's not an easy question to answer, to be honest. Oh, you know, it's, it's, good it's, one, it's, man. How many guys <laughs> you had that question to? Come on, Jamie. Yeah, that was great. That was a great answer. Uh, um, yeah. And, but I think ultimately you get to the point, what, what you're getting at it and what you've said is that it's really, it's really not about you. It's about other people. Right. And that's a, a common theme on our show is getting through those tough situations Yes, you have to lick your wounds or deal with your own personal situation. We're not ignoring that. But at the end of the day, to, to pull yourself out of a, a tough situation, it's really about focusing on others and what's how you can best serve others. Um, the second thing I wanted to dive into a little bit more is just the, you know, because I know you're a Christian, you're a religious man, um, or maybe, maybe, maybe you don't, you know, I don't want to <laughs> label you, but but I, I, you're obviously quoting scripture already. Curious to see, to get your take on your view of money. And you've already mentioned money, and this is obviously you know, a, a very important topic. But I just think it's such a hot topic still these days, you know, the, the view of money and you know, have the kind of the, I'll say old school, the older generation where they um, kind of tend to hoard money and, and think that money may be bad and the pursuit of money is bad. And um, how do you frame that? What's your view of money, and how do you frame that with your, you know, your your uh, faith as well? I think I think when you talk about abundance and you talk about, you know, this this whole idea of of having adversity, and a lot of it does come through money, it comes through finances. I I think marriages are easier to get through some certainly relationship challenges than they are to even to go through the lack of. Uh, of money or bankruptcy and some of those things. So, one of the things I, I look at myself is when I'm when I'm coaching people and I'm a whole I'm a I'm a I'm a functional business coach. I coach people personally, I coach them spiritually, and I coach them profitably. Hmm. And so, money is obviously the driver. You know, I, I need some of it to get paid. They need some of it to pay their bills. And I talk in my third. Uh, riches to wealth. I spend a lot of time on understanding the concept of riches versus wealth. And th I think money is very important. So mm -hmm. there's two paths on money, right? The money, I, I, as an entrepreneur or a business person, I have had the gift of not seeing money as money. Like I know mm -hmm. what money is and I know, <laughs> I know I'd like to carry a lot of hundreds around with me. I, I mean, I, I know, I know what money is. Yeah. I know what it feels like and what I can buy with it. But and that's how my wife sees money. Like she sees money like, oh my God, right? Oh, oh my right. gosh, this, 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 house insurance, our house insurance went up $15,000. Our literally just our hazard insurance went to $25,000 this year. Can you imagine wow. the horror that my wife went through that? Like that's, that's $9,000 dollars i'm like so i have the gift right i don't see it like that mm. yeah i know it's gonna affect me but to mm. me i'm just gonna move a few things around and i'm not trying to be arrogant here i'm just saying yeah money is more of a widget to me mm. yeah that's and good. so it's good and it's bad right mm. so mm -hmm. you know when i lose a hundred thousand dollars that's bad but i don't feel it like she would mm-hmm because yeah. I see it as a widget and I'm just going to figure out how to go make it back and make something work that way. Sure. So, but when it comes to spiritually, when you look at money, I think, you know, God speaks about it in Hebrews. Um, but basically when he talks to you about it in Hebrews, it's not really the love of money. It's the love of, of money, right? And all that. But he says, remember this, I will never leave you nor forsake you for then... Mm -hmm. Jamie, what can man do to you? Right on the heels of Hebrews 13, 5, when he teaches us about money and the, not the love money, but the love of money is the, you know, all that. Everyone's heard it and we right. get that point. But he says, but, you know, even after all that, I just want you to remember this one thing. He says, listen to me, listen to me, Todd, very closely. I will never leave you. Jamie, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you, right? And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so what's that mean? He's like, you don't have to worry about money so much. I want you to understand mm -hmm. that no matter what about money, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. So then what can man do to you, Todd? Mm. So, really good. you know, I'm, I'm giving you two pieces of money. I think spiritual yeah. talks about it. And, you know, yeah. they didn't have actual cash in the way, way back machine, sure. but they had gold and they had 
perfumes yeah. and lavender and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Man, I, I, I will tell you this. I don't love money. I do love keeping score with it and mm-hmm. do great things with it. Yeah, that's really good. No, I agree. I, I'm with you. It's it's I think it's critically important. It's 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 a very important topic and we shouldn't ignore it, you know, because some people find it easier just to not not even think about money, not pursue money, not to take ownership of their own financial situation. Um, but the other extreme is not great either, where you're literally worshiping money and chasing money and where money is is the end all be all, the end goal. I agree with you. It's a tool, a very important tool and can be used for good, can be used for bad. I kind of oftentimes, I liken it to the internet where it's a very powerful thing. Is it inherently good or bad? No, but it's, but we need to take ownership of it and, and be, you know, stewards of it. A lot of people just aren't, you know, not everyone wakes up and really wants to even deal with that stuff. They want to, yeah. I, mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love the person who just wants to go to work mm-hmm. and keep it real. Yeah, like, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go do this job. I'm going to be the best hotel manager. I'm going to be the best yeah keeper it like and and they and money to them is it doesn't matter how much they have it's just matters how much they have at left after they've paid their bills and done their thing and they live a life in that regards and they're they're not out there you know some of us you know i'm going to teach people how to get out there and think about really what you want and if you're Mm -hmm. somebody wants to go get it i can teach you how to make the money to do that but Mm -hmm. my position is why would i do that if i can't teach you first how to keep it and more importantly, how to share it. And so that's why you bring up a great topic. I want to coach people personally, spiritually, mm-hmm. profitably, or what we would say fruitfully. Yeah. I love that. Thank so uh, when we, so looking back and I know you still have plenty of, uh, you know, entrepreneurial years ahead of, of you, but looking back yes. so far, what's, what's been, what have been one or two highlights, if you will, as far as just a business you're, you're most proud of, or just um, kind of, yeah, an industry that's your favorite looking back? Well, I mean, I don't think we ever really lose our roots. You know, I don't, what, where did mm-hmm. you grow up? Where did you grow up? Uh, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. So like, do you, do you still in Maryland now? Yes, I am. Yep. I've ventured out a little bit, but we're back uh, at least for the, foreseeable future we're in uh, baltimore county maryland how far are you from your very like your first home or where you grew up actually i'm kind of in between the two uh i'm not far 20 minutes so there's still a special feeling if you do go back there i think anytime yeah. you go home um you know there's always going to be a safe spot so i told you at the early part of the show i started making donuts yeah in a donut shop for my father when i was eight and uh, I guess the best business story and the most personal um, feel-good story would be the donut capital of the world. So in 1970, my father started this little donut trailer and started selling donuts. And I would I would go there and wash dishes and sell donuts and make change and do all that every mm-hmm. summer. So that was my existence. Yeah, that's cool. When I never had a weekend off until I was uh, tw- 21 years, 22 years old. And uh, so long story short, my dad, my dad's in his 80s now. And for some reason, about six, seven, eight years, maybe even 10 years ago, him and my brother started having a really bad time with the business. Hmm. And in 2018, I acquired everything, um, uh, the assets and and got everybody in a good position. So they weren't in a problem. I said, I'm going to turn this into the donut capital world. And my dad, he looked at me and he says, you know, Todd, why? why are you that way? And I'm like, what dad? Mm. You know, he's 80. And I, and I said, uh, you know, this is how you made me. I love my dad. The book, the tiger in us obviously is, a, or the movie tiger in us is about him and his coaching exploits. Mm-hmm. He said, you can't just go out there and tell people you're the donut capital world. You just can't, you just can't make stuff up. I said, dad, <laughs> no one else is the donut capital world. We've been doing this 50 some years. Thousands of people come here every summer. They wait in line hours. You've worked very hard. This is the damn donut capital world. That's the <laughs> capital of the world. And I walk around <laughs> telling everybody's a donut capital world. I said, I'm going to make this the donut capital world. He was my gosh, son. He was hiding from me. He was running. And I said, listen, 
year after year. So the next year I kept saying, and then people started saying, this is Donut Capital World. At first they were <laughs> laughing at me, right, Jamie? But then I started saying, and, and I bought this Jeep and put the name on a big red Jeep. I drove it around town and they started saying, hey, so then I would say it, then they would say it. So three years later, I was putting it on the Facebook and the TV and everything. I said, we're going to break the world record for the most donuts made and sold ever in the world. And my dad's like, Todd, why do you keep saying things like this? <laughs> I said, Dad, because we're the donut capital world, we're going to break the world record. And then we will be the undisputed donut capital world. And I'm going to break four more world records. He said, my gosh, son, you got to stop this. <laughs> Sure enough, Memorial Day last year, 2022, Guinness showed up. We put the whole thing together. I, had, I put up a $20,000 sign that said the Donut Capital World lit the whole place up. And at 6 a.m., the gun went off and people waited in line for, they started coming at four in the morning, Jamie. And people waited in line for our donuts until we stopped the contest until two o'clock. We had nonstop customers, hours and hours of lines. Long story short, we need to do 2,700 donuts or something like that. And we sold 8,558 donuts. We shattered the uh, world Guinness Book of Records. And, uh, wow. In eight hours, it says here. That's yep. amazing. Oh, did you Google the Donut Capital? I just of the world? did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's one of my favorite stories. And I think it's the yeah. power of the will, right? Your will be yeah. done. What are you thinking about? What are you listening to on the show here? Why, why are you just sitting around thinking that maybe this might be a good idea when you can actually start to do it? Right? Right. You can actually just decide you don't have to be you don't have to be in adversity anymore if you can right. just simply become what I would call a successionaire. And the simply way to become a successionaire is not to make a million dollars, it's to become successful in your thought processes. And the thought mm. process formula I would give you is simply mm -hmm. that, Jamie, the most successful people in the world know one thing first and foremost. They know what they so, want. They know what they want. That's awesome. Exactly what they want, Jamie. This isn't just I was thinking about something. I knew I was going to be the donut capital of the world. This is your lesson right now, everybody. I knew put in insert whatever you want right there and say this is what you're going to be. And then it simply comes down to this: create a plan and execute it. Create a plan and execute it. Elon Musk went to the Mars, didn't he? But you yeah. know what? Something just as important as Elon Musk going to the Mars is my wife fixing my type 1 diabetic daughter who we were just diagnosed. Mm. It's an awful story. Mm. Her gluten intolerant meal it took us all day. We go there. We get the right food. We put it together. And at 5 o'clock, 5.15, she's got the Dexcom on her arm. And we're all getting her ready. We're trying to break this thing, which is a modern-day medical miracle. We have mm. beat type 1 diabetes. God bless mm. Uh, mm -hmm. These doctors and God bless my wife for going, but she cooked the meal so perfectly. Took her a day, right? So let me let me ask you, what's more important? A plan that's executed to cook my type one diabetic daughter the most perfect meal to help save her life, or mm -hmm. this forty trillion billion dollar deal where we go to the Mars? Mm -hmm. So my point of this is, success mm -hmm. is success. Success is merely a formula of creating a plan. And executing it. And if yeah. you do that over and over and over again, Jamie, you're not making this difficult. You aspire to be a successionaire. And so when I would coach somebody, don't tell me you want to be a millionaire. Tell me what you want to accomplish. And I'll teach you how to accomplish what that is. Now, if you want to become a millionaire, then we'll put that in the crosshairs of this process. Mm -hmm. We'll figure out what things are going to be that you need to do to get to that position. Mm -hmm. Right. You've got to learn how to be a successionaire. You've got to learn how to be successful. And mm. that that's the story I would give you. And yeah, that's really good. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, I don't know where I read this, but just e even just, uh, you know, if you're walking in a store and you know where to go, it's so much easier for people get out of either get out of your way or they help you get to where you want to go. If, if you're wandering around and you don't know where you're going, it creates confusion for everyone. It doesn't help anybody. So when you do have that clarity of of you know that vision and that clarity of, of direction, people want to help you get there. Or they have you just ever been in an airport. Way. I mean, you, I'm sure you fly, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great story because you you got me thinking about this guy. This dodo bird is probably me half the time. But you got all mm -hmm. these people at Atlanta airport walking back and forth. There's always this one guy who doesn't know where he's going. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's not his damn phone. He doesn't know where he's going. All of a yeah. sudden, he just stops in the middle of all these people. And then, like, people are running. Right. They're doing this. Like, this is exactly chaos. creates problems for everybody. So, no, that clarity is, is good for everyone. That's that's awesome. So, yeah. And anything else to add as far as just a mindset or or speaking things into the into the universe, if you will? Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that you know it's not an unknown thing, and people have been talking about it for many, many years. But this whole idea of being wired differently is learning. I would just share this basically three phases of being wired differently. One is that we all are wired differently from jump. We're created wired differently. We have some one thousand trillion neurons by the time we're three years old, Jamie. That's a quadrillion, and that's fifteen zeros. So then you got to connect all those neurons and, and you, you, it's an infinite creation. No, we're clearly wired differently when we're born. Mm. God mm -hmm. has wired us differently. But secondly, the second phase of becoming wired differently is this idea that probably in many cases, the most business important thing is that we can learn how to use our mind, right? Mm -hmm. Not brain. See, our brain was created for mm. survival, but our mind was created for success. Your prefrontal cortex, the CEO, yeah. the decision maker. Intake, intake, the world's throwing things at us, and we can just let the world program our conscious mind and let that drop into our subconscious mind and and be like me one day. I woke up with, I don't know, 1,000 Mike Lindell, my pillows, and I had a bunch of blankets, and I had some towels, and had some slippers, and, and some sheets. <laughs> I mean, like, because the world just throws things at you, and if you're not understanding that this stuff is dropping into your subconscious, you're going to let mm -hmm. anything in there. I don't mm -hmm. care if it's Mike Lindell pillows or it's pornography, man, you got to mm -hmm. be in control of what's being dropped into your mm -hmm. mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's really good. So if you can learn how to control what's going into that subconscious, then I've, I will be able to teach you how to actualize and so mm -hmm. that's the beginning of the donut capital world. That's the beginning of understanding how to become a millionaire, understanding how to become a successionist. And last but not least, when you really want to triangulate all of this, the last phase is the salvation phase, when we literally decide, okay, God wired us differently from the beginning, and he gave us a brain, and he loved us so much that he said, you know what, I love you so much that you don't have to love me, but I'm going to still give you a brain that's super successful if you want to use it. But last but not least, he says, but I would rather you accept me right into your heart so that my will can become your will instead of you just running around here on this world with just your whatever will. you want. Yeah, yeah. Got it. That's that's powerful, powerful stuff. Um, all right. You ready for some rapid fire questions, Todd? Let's go. I'm ready. Awesome. What is one thing that people misunderstand about you? My ego. Yeah. How How so? They think I'm arrogant. All right, next question. All right. <laughs> I'm not. I just love them, and I'm confident enough to tell yeah. them it does matter how you feel about yourself. It does matter that you're confident. It does matter that you carry yourself in a positive way because that's the way, that's what we want people to be. We want yeah. people to be successful. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, that's good. You've talked about some some real low points. What's another failure however you want to frame it sometimes people don't like that word but you know if you want to if you had a, a chance to redo something in your personal or professional life what would that be i think in my personal life um i would have been more purposeful about spending better time with my children early on and paying attention to my wife um, um differently in my early um business sure saturated life for sure yeah for sure. it's an easy uh i guess trap or thing to fall into for entrepreneurs so i appreciate but, you, being you know less of, less about me more about them sure got it um if you could go back maybe related maybe not if you could go back and give your 18 year old self some advice what would that be um you're going to lose your hair stop worrying about it and you're going to be more attractive without hair than what you are right now and so this is where the ego thing comes in <laughs> i love that that's that's great <laughs> oh, if you man. could go, if if you could have coffee with any historical figure who would that be well i'm just going to take you know obviously gosh man it would be awesome to just sit down and have a a talk with christ but let, i mean i think most everybody would, a lot of people would want that. So I would say from a, from a secular world, oh man, um, 
I think, I think I would, you know, I, I, um, President uh, Truman. Okay. I think because he's fresh in my mind right now. I'm doing a study on him, and okay, was, what a bizarre, what a bizarre time, and what he went through, and so. Yeah, it's a good one. I don't, I don't think we've had that one on the show yet. So the whole um, the holy atomic bomb thing and what he had to go through and uh, yeah, pressure of the world. You know, do we kill you know three thousand, four thousand people, whatever that is, and you know yeah. what a, what a decision uh, that yeah, that, it's they're all bad options in in some way. Yeah. If you, um, if you were given ten million dollars tomorrow, Todd. What would you do with it? No strings attached. What would you do with ten million dollars? Oh, I'd invest it. Yeah, it's a good answer. Um, what is a challenge? Wait, is there anything? Facing? What? What's it? What? Give you? Give me another answer. That I mean, who would do anything? I mean, what? Well, I can't even... we've had different. <laughs> like someone's gonna go buy something. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've no. definitely had different different answers to that one. It's it's not an easy one. Most people, it's. Invested is probably the most common answer. Yes, well, I, mean, I, I would buy. You know, I'd buy business, and it would be be great. Um, speaking of business, what is a a challenge that you're facing in your in your business or any any of your businesses right now? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would tell you that most of my um, businesses are going very well. I've got great leaders. Um, very proud of all of them. Uh, this wire differently is a challenge. You know, we were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, like how how can we get more views? How can we get more mm-hmm. followers? Right. Um, I've been blessed to have the stage with great people like Sebastian Gorka, Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Brandon Tatum. I mean, a lot of great people, Nick Walenda. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's really kind of hard to make it in this industry. Mm-hmm. It takes time, and it's a different it's a different type of business. It's built around basically me, whereas yeah. my Bricks and mortar businesses are built around me fortifying other people. Mm. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a great coach. I really believe I am. It's just yeah. like how, how do you how do you get to stages? How do you become? You know, I hate to use yeah. the word famous, but you you need to become more recognizable to yeah. really through this this infinite world of Facebook and social media. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, there's just so many of us out there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I don't even know if a lot of it's even as, as possible as it used to be at one point, but mm. that's, that's no, I, pe- I appreciate honest. that. That's yeah. That's, that's really good. Cause it is a different world. I'm sorry. But I, I just want to do in that regard too, because I know it's, it's, it's defeating sometimes, you know, Yeah. I'll do a live. I do a live every morning, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for over a year. I got a hundred and uh, now I've got up to a hundred and I don't know, 15 podcasts, seven mm-hmm. 30 in the morning at, Facebook, Todd Saylor, Wired Differently. You can see me live every morning, and it it goes to the so all the podcasts add up on YouTube. But listen, I work. We work hard at it, and mm-hmm. you know, when we first started, we yeah. had no viewers, and now we've got, I don't know, we had two thousand viewers uh, by eight fifteen this morning, and so mm-hmm. it's slow to get there. But oh. when is it? You know, so yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, it's and and you're right. It's a, I mean, is there is there an ego element where you, you want more views? Sure. I mean, but that's, but even setting that aside, this is the world we live in. And so if you're trying to make an impact and reach as many people as possible in a positive way, fame is, I mean, you do need followers. You do need, I mean, especially if you're doing the the personal branding thing and if that's your main thing. Um, Saying that I struggle with it. You know, obviously you can look at me and say, he's pretty confident. He's got an ego or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I never really liked the business of going out there and, you know, half the goal of this whole piece is becoming, let's not use the word famous, but recognizable. And it's a whole sure. different mindset. You know, I never right. named, I never even named a company after me. I got 16 companies, never named one Todd <laughs> or Sailor or any. It's always, <laughs> and now it's, no. boom, fired differently yeah. Todd. That's why it started off wired differently, but then they made me think you got to be ToddSailor.com, T-O-D-D-S-A-Y-L-O-R.com, ToddSailor.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in a, before we wrap up, I, I'm in a mastermind group and one of the one of the leaders of the group, his name's Sharon Srivatsa, but you know, I've, he's the most humble guy, but yet super confident and he fully acknowledges that 
fame and a following is is really important, you know. And, and it's just navigating that is not always easy. But I appreciate you being uh, vulnerable about that. It's, uh, but again, it's yeah, it's an important thing if you're trying to impact people in a positive way. So, um, I know you have several of your own books. Is there a book or two that you could recommend written by someone else uh, for the listener? Yeah, I really loved. Um... Fearless with Nick Walenda, a great, great book. Uh, another book uh, with Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Daniel Amen. I would, I would mm-hmm. say a life-changing book. Get better fast. Amazing. It's going to talk to you about the brain. It's going to talk to you about mm-hmm. the nerve. So mm-hmm. really, it's not like it's not as entertaining yeah. as the book I read. Yeah. But it's, I know. I know learn, who you're talking about. A lot. You're going to lot learn a lot from that book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two are the best ones that come yeah, to the top. Good. Great books. Okay. Awesome. Well, Todd, this has been really, really good. What uh, What's one question that I have not asked that you wish I had? I don't know. You're, you're pretty thorough. You threw me for a couple. Well, you're good, you're good on your toes. So, yeah. I would, is there any I, would have, I would have loved to talk more about my wife and our marriage and the success of my family and my children. Um, I have three beautiful daughters. Uh, 20, I'm sorry, 32, 31, and 24, um, and four grandchildren. Hmm. Uh, I think you said 40 years of marriage, you said? Yeah, 40 years of marriage. Same wife, only wife, lover desperately. And I I think there's a message in that, especially in today's age. You know, I'm not telling you it was easy the whole time. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Um, But I mean, it's just like anything. Um, I'm really good at marriage right now, hmm. 40 years, right? And you're going to build a business and you're going to be really good at it, but it isn't going to happen in five years. Yeah, just, That's really it, good. Just doesn't. And this whole parenting thing, man, never try to put an ROI on a child because they hmm. <laughs> never hmm. works out on a balance sheet. <laughs> but I will yeah. tell you this, the grandbabies do. And, and and the whole idea of riches to wealth or what I w- would like to talk to you about is is happiness and joy. Happiness is circumstantial, but joy just happens, right? Mm. And happiness can buy you a donut or a candy bar or a car, but ha- mm. but but you know, but but you can't buy joy. Mm. And my marriage has given me joy. It's just mm. happened. Beautifulness of my marriage just happens. Mm. It comes my soul it comes through my heart it comes through my whole body in these joyous moments when i come back home and i'm traveling and i have her there for me in the worst and difficult times and the best of times and when i see my children they give me a hug and they say dad you know you were right i think it's happened like twice but when that does happen <laughs> both right, times it's a joyful <laughs> moment right it's like i didn't have to pay for that i mean yeah. it's like god gave that joy to me right yeah and then grandbabies come god just releases a no another stored love that's mm. joy you can't buy that even if you had the money right so, so that's what i would yeah. love to talk about yeah yeah it sounds like even throughout all the ups and downs that you've been through success you've had uh financial success it really doesn't compare to the relationships especially with your your family members that you've uh intentionally you know worked on and and gotten better at and it sounds like that's uh what you value the most um along with your your faith um, awesome. So you've mentioned a couple places. Is there anywhere else that our, our listener uh, can find you online, Todd? I just think we've made it as easy as possible. If you can just go to toddsailor.com, T-O-D-D-S-A-Y-L-O-R.com. If you Google the tiger in us, you can see a little bit on a, a website there. And then the trailer of the movie we're in the book we're getting ready to put together is it's a fun place to go there. Um, you've already went to the donut capital of the world. Yeah, that, makes, yeah. that makes me so happy. That's a joyful, <laughs> a joyful moment for me. Not a happy moment, a joyful moment, right? Mm. I don't know. I think your listeners are great. I think you're doing a great job. And I think uh, awesome. you know, I'll be praying for you tonight. I think you're a super sweet guy. And I think you're doing great things. I got the chance to watch a couple of your podcasts beforehand. And I want to just yeah. tell your listeners that you guys got a great leader. Uh, Jamie is super genuine and if you if you ever had the opportunity to sit across a, a zoom camera you would <laughs> right. you feel great you you're not scared you know you did throw me some curveballs but not like someone <laughs> so listen great job Jamie you're a super you're a super great dude thanks Todd I appreciate that um thanks for thanks for spending your time with us 
I'll, I'll do it again. You have a great day and make sure you get that book. You will be done. You're not going to regret it for a second, friends. Absolutely. And to the listener, thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us. And that is your time. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Investors, have you ever experienced challenging communication or the headache of tracking taxes and insurance? Meet BiFi, a loan servicing company founded by investors for investors. With an expert team and best-in-class vendors, BiFi will partner with you to service your loan from start to exit. Visit BiFiLS.com to see how you can get started today. That's B-I-F-I-L-S.com. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.